0: That rock and roll, A buddy of mine did this. Awesome, Mister awesome. Matt. Thank you for being on the Right Balance podcast. I'm very excited to talk to you. Uh, I'm I don't even know what I'm more excited about your history with, with the Hellcat and the Confederate or uh, the, the what you're creating now, the Curtis One. I mean, there's so much going on. H- how would you like to start? What, what do you think is a good starting point? Well,
1: right. let's start. Let's start with that '69 Sportster.
0: Yeah,
1: I think the six. Yeah, I, it went up in 1977. I, I'd had learned how to ride in dirt in the dirt like everybody from when I was like 12, like a lot of kids back then in the 1960s. And and I had all these. I, I love the British bikes, so I had British bikes. First with this, I had a CB 160 Scramble, then the British stuff, and uh, maybe the Trophy Trail. I had a Trophy Trail that I got in '71, which I really liked, which was a Steve McQueen bike. His was blue, mine was yellow. But it, but when I got the when I got the '69 XLCH, which was a little more money, was a, the, the back then the British stuff was maybe two thirds the price of what a Harley would run. That that was a real moment in time. Really got me really got me in 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 a in a uh in a space where i very much began to appreciate the notion of the quote great american road bike experience because i got the bike in uh uh i got the bike in macomb mississippi and i rode it back to baton rouge where i was attending LSU law school and On that highway, man. I mean, my soul was soaring. I was like, you know, something. There's something going on here that I'm really digging. You know, it's like almost like the difference between I've been with girls, but now I'm with a girl I'm gonna marry or something like that. I got this is a girl. I really feel connected to this. And and then and then so so you flash forward. You know, after all the Japanese motorcycles and all the cool stuff in the '80s and '90s, getting back to Harley because I went through this other period, and then. And then the, the the idea of of the the making of the Hellcat was getting back to that great American road bike. We, what what had happened is, in my mind, was Harley had gone through this transition where they became a great business. And and they, you know, when I got into the business, Harley stock was like twenty five cents, and like eighteen years later, was seventy five dollars. So they went from Basically not having value to being worth six billion and being the most valuable motorcycle brand in history. Honda beats them, but Honda's really a car brand, obviously. Right. They started with motorcycles and then like BMW. So but but in the in the in the in the commoditization of their of the the real road bike feel had been uh, had it kind of had kind of been lost it had been lost. Yeah. That was they'd become much easier to use and you know made to made to be made for a broader audience. So what we did with the Hellcat is we brought it back. I mean the the, the Hellcat, the G1 Hellcat was uh was kind of like what you would experience on an XLCH in 1969. It was a very authentic American motorcycle, 30 degrees of rake, about 64 inches wheelbase, 88 horsepower, 100 foot-pounds of torque, 490 pounds. So, you know, it it had the lightest wheels, ZR-rated 17s. It was the first American bike to ever run light wheels, the world's best brakes, the best suspension. And we turned the transmission upside down and around and ran it in reverse sort the center to center distance between the output shaft and the crank about five inches. And then we tied it all down as a monocoque and billet to the swing arm pivot. So you had this big three inch welded frame that was super robust. So it was very, very rigid, the chassis. So it was a new way of imagining what it was like to be on an American motorcycle. And we use that. For 24 years, you know, we stayed with that formula. It was great.
0: Yeah, I, I remember seeing the first one ever. I, I was in um, I was working at a Harley dealership in 2008, 2009 in Monterey County, and there was a guy in Monterey County. He owned one, and I remember seeing that thing. It looked, it blew my mind away. And it's interesting because back then there wasn't, and I've said this many times on the podcast. Back then there wasn't many customization companies making parts for motorcycles i mean there was custom chromes there was a handful of companies you know that were around but nothing like it is today so back then to see something so customized and so beautiful i mean it turned heads
1: it's not it was you know it was novel i mean i always believe that 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 sales are best you know that that if you're going to be a new brand you know the new Curtis is a very novel-looking bike. I think that if Beautiful. the thing that I'm most pleased with about the work that the company has done is that it, 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 the, the the motorcycles are novel to look at and they are timeless. If you if you have a G1 Hellcat right now and pull up to you know you can pull up to some bar and grill where there's a lot of guys on Harleys and the guys on Harleys will come out and be like, dude, I, I like your bike a lot. I mean,
0: oh, they'll, they'll lose their. If, build
1: you're not gonna you know you, everyone still digs you can you can be on a 1996 uh Confederate Hellcat and be the king of whatever place you're at <laughs> right now. I mean
0: Oh yeah, for, no, for sure. It hasn't yeah. lost in touch at all. It no, is no, still
1: no, there's nothing bad about it.
0: Yeah. And,
1: yep. It's a good thing. And and we just got them, you know, we just worked the program and we made eight different V-twins. So, uh Robert and um uh, you know, I don't know. I I don't know which one of them is the best. They're all really good. They're all, they all all,
0: they're, they're all really good for their time also. I mean, each thing has its own, you know, it's like the Mustang, the 1968, 69 Mustang is is this legend. And then you look at the 70s and 80s Mustangs, it's like, eh, you know, it's not the same. So your bikes for their time have been on point. And now this Curtis, I mean, you couldn't make an EV motorcycle anytime sooner, really, right?
1: Well, the EV thing is something that's uh uh really fascinating. It's really I mean, I'm I'm re- I'm very smitten with with the with what uh what we've got now. It almost feels perfect like we needed to do the eight bikes we did. We needed to go through the learning to actually create a bike like the one by Curtis which is it's real special. It's something, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I cannot honestly say that it's going to crack the code for everyone. That's you know, like yourself, or you, you know, it has for me. But I'm pretty damn old. I don't, I don't know if if a younger guy like you is going to be like this is where I want to be. I, I, a lot of my clients, we have a we have like a thousand people that are our customers that are on the that are in the expression of interest zone about getting a Curtis yeah. that haven't made, the, that haven't been able to make the transition. And I don't know if they're going to make it because, because the V twin experience is so, uh, is so raw, particularly the way that we did it, which was with no rubber, no nothing. I mean, in other words, you just, you, there's no counterbalancing. We did a few bikes with counterbalancing that the, uh, the G1 fighter and the Wraith, but nothing else has any balance factor other than just built, just blueprinting the motor. So you're really, you know, you're, you're in the throes of all of these parts that are moving and that are oiled up and it's loud and it shakes and it's got shunt and you have to shift it. And so I don't, I don't know. I I don't, I don't know about that particular customer. But what I do know, Robert, is that there's a whole nother buyer, you know, wealthy people that can finally say, all right, now I've got a motorcycle I can get. So it's kind of a whole new audience of people that we're engaging with now. About 20 percent, we've got almost 40 sales, and about 20 percent, about eight of those guys have never ridden a bike.
0: Interesting. So
1: so I think, yeah, so I think what you've got here is something that could be. And all of a sudden, you know, you know, if you can ride a bicycle, you can ride. It's easier to ride than a bicycle. Yeah. Very balanced.
0: Yeah. That's another thing. Uh, Let's talk about the balance. I mean, that's like one of the biggest highlights. I I can't even. It it just sounds like it's perfectly balanced. I mean, that's how you guys.
1: Yeah, it's weird. I've got this thing. Got this thing right here. So this is this is this is an, an example, an early one of, of what we call the, uh, the, uh, the axis of power. So what happened, w- what happened inside of our company is, is from the beginning we were wanting to make the, have an organic motorcycle, but we recognized that one of the, one of the problems and you might've thought about this or maybe you haven't, but like, Bicycles, the, all the companies, including Mr. Curtis, his company, all of the motorcycle companies started off as as bicycle companies. So essentially, uh, a motorcycle became like a bicycle that you would put a motor in. So it, it wasn't really organic, like you think of biological life, as you think of like, like, like humanity comes into existence by, by the sperm fertilizing an egg. And then it grows from the inside out to form us as, 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 uh, as persons. And so we had always wanted, you know, we would always dreamed of what would it be like if we could, build a motorcycle from the inside out and in a way we did because we again we basically rethought of the american road bike with this with this upside we so if you take we've we made the transmission in the harley vertical it was derived from a from a kawasaki drag bike from the 80s where they ran the transmission in reverse so we took the transmission that laid like this and we turned it this way and then and then this way and then and then this way and then it, the shaft came out this way and it ran in reverse so it was kind of let's go to the very center of it and then we located that to the swing arm pivot so we were kind of doing some inside-out thinking but this this is a, a greater version of it because the way you start the build of a Curtis is you tap this this shaft. Through the center of the of the axial flux, the very special axial flux motor. It's keyed to the inside of that motor, Robert. And then you have the motor centered on the centered shaft, and then you build your bike. Then you put your core of the motorcycle onto that, and then the legs on the outside of the shaft, the, mm. the swing on pivot. Yeah. And then and everything else just follows symmetrically, completely balanced. So, for, so side to side weight is idealized. It's a, there's never been a bike made like this. It's very, it's a, kind of a small thing. But
0: no, uh, oh, it's a huge thing.
1: But but yeah, you know they say that that uh, Jacqueline Kennedy, if you look at her shoes, like like one of her shoes would have a was a little had a little more of a. a of an extension on the heel because one of her legs was shorter than the other one. Right. So if you imagine, you know, most people's legs are pretty damn symmetrical. So their gait is very, is, 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 uh, is very smooth and, and feels very organic to them. But if you did have one leg that was shorter than the other, then that, then that would, that, that is something, whether we realize it or not on a gas or on an ICE, you're always, when you get on that bike, it's always, you know, with all the various parts, like on your GS or whatever it is, it's always going to be a little, if you hold it, it's going to fall to one side
0: oh, of 100%. The- I look at my wheels, and it's like the left side of my wheels is, you know, is being wasted more than the right side. Yeah. Uh, another example that I think about, uh, you look at a professional swimmer. I mean, they, they shave their hair off their body because, you know, you, you lose a, a race by half a second or a second. That could make that difference. So everything counts. Everything in life is balanced. Look at our, uh, our planet. Look at where we're at in the solar system. I mean, it's so perfect that if you change anything, it's a game changer. So, And, and that's what I was going to ask. When you say uh, buyers like, like me or the younger generation or whatever the case is, do you think one of the reasons that maybe they would be turned off is because they haven't experienced something like this? we like, we don't, you know, there's that saying that's like, you don't know what you don't know. You know what you know, and you know what you don't know, but you don't know what you do not know. And and can this be one of those exceptions of like, you don't know what you don't know. There's nothing been like this ever.
1: I, just, I don't think there's any doubt about it. I think, I think that I, I it's, it, but, but it, I, I think now this is, I'm speaking from, this is for me personally, because the bike is faster. So, so the weird thing is, so it's kind of, think of it like, you know, like Bruce Wayne and Batman, or you know, like uh, like the James Bond fictional character. I mean, I, start, I
0: see, I but, see both of them. So, 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 them.
1: so maybe, so maybe James Bond could kick the shit out of Mike Tyson because he knows some crazy way to fight, that some kind of scientific way to fight. It, you know, the 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 work we did before with V twins was always very Mike Tyson like. It was just a short guy. A shorter heavyweight with enormous power, very stocky, black trunks, black shoe, you know, storming around the ring, coming to knock you out. That's it. I mean, there's no, you know, there's no finesse. I knock you out. I'm badass and and I'm more badass than you. And that's it. I'm the most bad. So it it was, it was (laughs) badassery, really. It's what the whole thing, the whole American road bike. And there's a, I I was going to
0: say, it sounds like what America was made out of, made of.
1: Well, I mean, look, my, my sports show was like that. So, you know, it was straight pipes. It was Kickstarter, It was orange. I mean, we it, it had chrome straight. I'm, I mean, when I fired it up at the South Downs, which was a local bar I used to go drink at when I was in school. And I mean, it sounded the business. And it was, it was, it was, it wasn't, there was nothing subtle about it. It wasn't <laughs> yeah. really a gentleman's thing. But the Curtis one is a very gentlemanly, polite, friendly. It's more like, old the old, uh, uh, the old uh, pitch line or strap line of Honda you meet the nicest people on a Honda
0: so you'd have like
1: the Beach Boys and you know in, in California in Southern California in the early 60s and they would be on some cool little Honda cub and they would be playing some pleasant sounding music that was real friendly but but uh, but the the Harley thing was more like you know Altamont and you know, the Rolling Stones and Jimi Hendrix and, you know, and choppers.
0: Yeah, I get that. No, it's and, a
1: different and, situation.
0: And the look, uh, the first thing that I look when I see, when I see the Curtis one is uh, I, I get that uh, you've seen the movie Kingsman, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, it's that kind of vibe. Uh, you bring up Batman. I I don't see Batman on it, but I see Bruce Wayne on it. You know, it, it, it's. That's right it's one of those styles Batman's gonna have a, a different crazier machine gun one but Bruce Wayne's going to go to the party in that and and that's definitely the vibes and look that I get from it it's beautiful it's, it's, it's it, you know and
1: it, it, when you see it in person it is thank you for saying that and, and I think JT really killed it uh, he's he's an artist JT Nesbitt, the designer of the bike is more artist than designer and and uh and it, it it really is. Beautiful and it really does lend itself to personalization like no other machine that I'm familiar with. But but your point is exactly right. It's more like a it's more like Bruce Wayne. So so it's like the real you and then there's the shadow. Right. So there's the person that would never lose his cool, that's totally under control. that is, has enormous discipline. And, and that's centered and, and takes responsibilities in the flow of life. And then there's the shadow of that person that, you know, that every now and then, you know, something will happen and he might lose it. You know, maybe maybe something happens and you're like, you know, I'm, I'm at the break point and you and that's the the other bike. That would be like the bikes we used to make, like the P-51 combat fighter is is the most raw and primal of all the raw and primal versions of our prior work and we did our best to get 200 horsepower and we got one of them on about 172 or something
0: wow but when you're
1: crazy. making that kind of power out of an air-cooled 132 cubic inch motor that's solid mounted and everything you touch is metal there's nothing between you and just being on that solid piece it's uh, it's kind of the shadow. It's yeah. kind of your evil twin. It would be the Batman.
0: That is Batman. Yeah, it's, it's when fun.
1: it's when it's when you just want to, you know, you are just, just like, you know, something. I'm gonna go out tonight with my buddies, and we're gonna get drunk, and we're gonna oh, up. Up. We're gonna be, we're gonna act stupid. <laughs> we're
0: gonna act stupid. Yeah,
1: we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be the shadow. Hopefully nobody gets hurt, but we're gonna act out. Yeah. So it's, so it's, it's almost so it's almost like a 180 degree. But, but I believe, I believe we've 10 X, I think it's 10. I think we've cracked the code. I think that it's the first actual luxury motoring on two wheels is what is what I think. So, so anybody can use it.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, your mother can ride it. And if she did, when she was riding it down to get a cup of coffee at 7 a.m. on Sunday morning when there's no traffic. And this is another thing. I think is, I think is, uh, is, is important is now, if you have a Curtis in the garage, you can ride it at six in the morning or midnight at night. You can take it out anytime. So you don't have to use it when there's traffic. You could take it out when there is no traffic and that, and that's a real game changer because you don't have to worry about someone, you know, so many people now are texting. and and concerned about getting where they're they're going and you always have the worry when you're on your motorcycle that somebody's going to accidentally bump into you and hurt you and there's nothing you can do about it but if one thing you can do about it is only ride when there's not much traffic when traffic is de minimis and so that's one of the things that i'm most excited about is opening two-wheeled uh luxury motoring to a lot more people who can say, you know something, this isn't any more dangerous than snow skiing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, The technology part. I mean, we got EV, we got electronics. it's, it's very beautiful and very simple, but there's no onboard computer, right? It's very minimalistic. There's no settings to play around with or, or distractions on the motorcycle itself. Right.
1: Well, the, you know, the Curtis approach is to, uh, with, with electric, is, is to provide the high-tech uh, powertrain that's way uh, shrunken down. So it's a, it's a much more densely powerful uh, way to create energy. And it runs exceedingly cool because, in our case, we've immersed everything so you have no heat factor at all you never feel anything hot so your girl never has to worry and you know i've had my wife burn her leg on, on our motorcycle 37 years ago like it's <laughs> always gonna happen. Yeah. but there's none of that uh and uh and it, and it makes a lot more torque it's a lot more powerful okay yeah, it, it's but, all but, but but you're right you're right we did not put anything between the riders so but you're still in an analog universe so you're you're in control of the motorcycle so we didn't want to we didn't want to put a computer between you and the the device even though we could have and, and you know we can we could there's yeah. a lot of computing on board but that's just not where what we want is for you to learn your bike so if you get a curtis one and, you know, you're going to have to rethink because, like, when you when you go – when you're in the canyons, Robert, you can't – sometimes, you know, you can't pull a clutch and stop. You're always connected because it doesn't have a clutch. That You have two brake pulls on the at the handlebar. So when you're going around the corner, you're always in gear. Yeah. So you kind of have to – No, it's it, amazing. It, it,
0: I, I have a live wire as well. Yep. This EV bikes are, it's amazing. Obviously, it's nothing compared to, to you know, Curtis one, but no clutch, no messing around, fumbling through gears, no, uh, you know, just jump on and, and, and give it a go, you know? And, and, I, and I do like what you get, the direction you're going without messing with settings. Like if I was to make a rec- recommendation and you guys are going to have some kind of settings to be modified, then, then do it via app. So you have to be off the bike, you know, It's in neutral and you can say, all right, sports mode or, you know, rain mode or whatever, whatever, whatever you're trying to do if raises suspension lower suspension, but you do it via app. So once you get on the bike and it's moving, the app won't even connect to it. So you have some kind of modifications, but I know the Curtis one comes with its own toolkit and the toolkit gives you all the tools to adjust anything and everything on the bike. Correct.
1: Yeah, it, 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 just a very small subset of tools. You can take the whole bike apart. It, it, it's a really, it's <laughs> a awesome. really, it's a really considered thing, and you can change the rake and trail, which is kind of a weird thing to be able to do, but you can, and it makes a big difference. And and it has a multi-link rear rear suspension as well, so you can change rod height. Uh, Beautiful. So it's oh yeah yeah it, it's it's uh, I mean it, it's a tinkerer's dream. But at the same time, we can set it up at the factory and bring it to you. And and, and uh, I'm glad that you like the analog approach. I
0: <laughs> love I, it. I,
1: I, I think I think that things are too they're too they're, things are too complex. So we're we're not trying to make it harder. We're actually wanting to make it super easy to use, and and it is. It's real easy to ride. The one of the big things we went for was kind of what you would think of as if Bentley or Rolls Royce had a had an electric motorcycle so the, the curtis would be like the rolls royce phantom if it were a car yeah so now it is 217 horsepower capable so there's this enormous and it weighs about 450 pounds so there's an enormous amount of potential speed that you can that you can get to but the basic tuning of the, of the of the machine is soft and uh sublime in terms of the way you use it. So when you roll the throttle, it's 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 gentle off off the line. Like a lot lav- I've ridden a lot The live wire is a more of a hot rod feel to it. Very yeah. nice love, it's a good bike.
0: Yeah. Very,
1: I th- I think that one of the big differences differences between well, I mean the axial flux and our technology is a lot more expensive. So it's it's more like a V twelve and theirs would be like a V six or something. But the biggest difference for me is, is
0: in the, uh, in, in the appearance. Oh, 100%. I think not, not, can... not, only, not only the appearance, but obviously the appearance, but the, the, the quality and the machining of, of each and separate part on the motorcycle. I was just looking at pictures and I, I can print those all day and just put it all over the office and have artwork, you know, cause mm-hmm. it, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, you guys did a, a stunning job.
1: Well that's what I mean the, the parts I mean the motors 12 grand the battery's 9400 I mean the inverter inverters like 4500 so you 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 know you're in the, the all the the pieces the proprietary pieces are like 25,000 to make and we've got 130 rounds of them so it's a really expensive thing yeah it's mean, scary. It, lo- it looks it looks really awesome because you know in the same way that Kobe beef is is great you know it's because because right. it costs so much to create a, a beef product like that i mean it, 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 it's it's worth it, it you, you know if you
0: Absolutely. have it if you like it. caviar you should eat caviar or you, <laughs> you can't afford it you know? so uh
1: so, so there's that but but there's also just the uh, you know uh, i I'm, I'm real pleased with the way that we were able to get the the I think it relates and I'm not really sure about this, but I think it relates to the inside out to to the to to this first principle approach this uh we've always had this thing about like the first principle of the company is individuality and you know the principle of individuality, and the motorcycle is for us from the beginning of our, of the formation of our company. The motorcycle is is the ultimate creation of man that exemplifies the spirit of individuality. So when you when you and Jason were riding your GS, your 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 two GS BMWs yesterday, even though y'all are together, it's very much an individual thing.
0: One hundred percent. If
1: something if you do something crazy, it could redound. It's, it's kind of the Jimi Hendrix thing in that one song where he said, you know, I'm the one that's going to die when it's my time to die. Right. You know, one you know, that's the most individualistic thing of all is the one thing we will all do is we will all die. And when we do, it'll be it'll be Robert, it'll be you and, 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 and it'll be me.
0: Yeah. The,
1: you, you know, if you're there when I die, you won't die, but I will and I will experience that. That will be a hell of an experience. A very individual experience couldn't be more individualistic than that so when you're on your bike i mean you're not in a train you're not on a plane it's not like you're just sitting there and whatever happens is going to happen to all of us there's no collect there's no collective so i, I so i i think that the, that making that the first principle of the company has resulted in an ability to 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 have now our ninth bike that exudes a sense of the individual, but yet it is, it, it, it does have this all new technology, this high technology. But at the same time, it has the same principled individualist emotive essence that the bikes had when I was a little child, you know, on Main Street in Baton Rouge, they, they had all the dealerships, they had Harley, Ducati, Goodsee, Bridgestone, all the, the, the four Japanese brands and say Norton every, everything was on that one street
0: yeah. and, and
1: even though some of the bikes were cheap like a Bridgestone or whatever, they still were very individualistic. They, you know they, it, it wasn't like they were just plastic like now a lot of stuff is just a plastic cover yeah. So you look at a motorcycle and it's like you know they design the cover they do a graphic what's underneath it. I don't really know. I mean, it's got, you know, they'll tell you what kind of motor it is, but it's really, it's covered in plastic
0: chrome plastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible quality wise. And uh, it's, it's, it's interesting because if we look at what we've been riding for years and, and think about not having ABS, you know, anti-lock brake systems, the, the frames of bikes that we used to ride compared to the frames of bikes today, and you look at all the safety the old cruise control remember it was just a little knob under your your you would just put your <laughs> grab your gas and just tighten it up like you think about how dangerous that is you know and how long we've come but then you look at the quality of bikes itself a lot of them have fallen off it's just plastic 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 not all of them you know but most of them and and, and it's just you can't you can't appreciate it as much there's not many bikes that you look at and it's artwork. I mean, other than the car current- or, or,
1: or even just desirability. i ability. I worry very much that the reason that a lot of millennials don't want to get into motorcycling is there's just not a bike out there that's saying to them, man, you know, I got to have that bike. When I was a child, I mean, one of the reasons I wanted to ride the motorcycle, learn how to ride the motorcycle was because I wanted one so bad. Yeah. I mean, the mo- I mean, it was almost like like when I first, you know went to school and started hanging around with girls and seeing girls. I mean, I could tell, right. Oh, I want that. I mean, I, I mean, I'm going to try to figure out a way to, you know, I was nervous and awkward and klutzy and goofy as I could be, but I was definitely going to try to figure something out because I knew I wanted to eventually be able to, to connect with, 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 with you know, I came from a family with all brothers that are just my mom, all men, basically. So the same was true with motorcycles, but I'm not sure. You know, how much motorcycles, uh, even though they're more powerful and they're and and as you pointed out accurately, in many ways, technically, they may be they may be better. uh, Maybe, but I don't know if they're more desirable. We really wanted to make the Curtis, an ex, you know, something that people would look at and say, I'm just going to have to have that. Yeah. So the desirability factor for Curtis is really, really
0: acute. What about what about because. This conversation that we're talking about, the demand of wanting motorcycles, I, I feel it's very um I feel it's very local, you know, like the US. The US, not everybody wants to ride as much as they used to, or or bike sales are not as as high as they were. But when you scale out and go globally, I mean, you have countries that just rely on bikes and scooters and everything else. And then those cities have like India, I was in India and Mumbai, and, and everybody's on a scooter. But then you have the then you, you have a class of very rich people that buy, you know, import a bike from Italy, import a bike from America. You know, ex, you know, Harley Davidson just opened up a factory in India. Right. Right. You no. Know, so then you when you look at, it at a global scale, do you think there's a higher demand or do you think it's still U.S.? And I'm not even saying you said it's U.S. I'm just assuming based on the conversation that U.S. is kind of where you focus on this.
1: Uh, we're focusing really on where you are, Southern California and yeah. we're gonna we're gonna start and you know we are starting with the smallest viable audience, which is the California ten millionaire you know rich people in California that don't have bikes so so the 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 thing is the kind of ten x zero to one code that we believe we've cracked with with the first real luxury motoring on two wheels ever. We want to bring that straight to where you are and say to the people out there, our message is clear that you can you can live in the Hollywood Hills and ride this around on Sunday morning for, you know, for 45 minutes and you'll love it. It'll be it'll be one of the most uh, enjoyable things you do. You could ride it for 10 or 15 miles to work and back once a month or something. And it'll be one of the greatest things you ever own. It'll be the ultimate object of desire in your life. That's. That's really what the company wants to do, and then we want to. We're starting at the very top, but then we'll start to come down in, in in valuation as as our volume goes up, and we'll introduce some new models that will many of which are already complete. So we have quite a bit of design work to come out with over the next four or five years,
0: which we're all looking forward to. And then, can we talk about the um, uh, the value factor of this is a machine you can buy, and this really could last forever. Uh, you, you could just change out the battery packs once the battery packs. I mean, you. I was watching a couple of videos, and it says, like, the way this thing runs, you'll never have to worry about it ever. You could pass this down generations and generations and generations.
1: Yeah, I don't see any reason why this motor wouldn't last. I'm, you know, It's under very little load. Uh, it runs really cool. It's a great motor. It's it's the motor that's in the Ferrari and it's going to be the AMG motor for Mercedes. It's the best, it's the best electric motor ever made the P400 that's in our bike. So, and it's the only thing that moves. So you have this shaft and the motor. So that's it. So there's, you know, compared to what we've been dealing with with ICE, where you have this plethora of moving parts everywhere and all this shunt and vibration and all that. So there's no vibration and then we use the immersion cooling system so that all of the electronics are immersed in, in in the dielectric fluid so as we all know the the you know even my blender in the morning if it gets hot it'll cut out you know heat is the enemy of electronics so yeah. so we've eliminated that factor so that's good I, I just feel like you know the the battery obviously is going to have to come out every 10 15 years at least for now until we get I'm sure that they'll eventually will have a battery that lasts longer. Yeah,
0: that's that that's would amazing. be the only
1: thing and we just the bike where it's relatively simple a couple of hours we can pull this battery out and we can put a new a new battery in. So well, so the dream amazing. Yeah, I'm sorry.
0: No, no, that's amazing, beautiful.
1: Yeah. Beautiful.
0: Well Good. the idea the, the
1: idea is that you could you could get this thing and you could you know you could give it to your grandson and he could give it I mean I mean, I, I, everybody has this dream of having some kind of ultimate heirloom like this, but imagine something this personal, like you could, I mean, this is a lot more than, you know, my, my dad's leather jacket or whatever that I have. This is
0: yeah. great,
1: but I mean, this, what we're talking about now is something that, you know, this is, this is my great, great grandfather's motorcycle. And, and, and I don't think, and this is pivotal I don't think it's going to be any different. I don't know what would really wear. I mean, you might have to do a bearing, some bearing uh, replacement, maybe. I, I don't, but I don't know why you would. I, I don't know. It's just not a lot of stress on the motorcycle.
0: That's that's beautiful.
1: Yeah, it's it's it's, a, it, it's, it's a super uh, exciting time for us because you know you you dream about these things, but you know with the with the the, the way that the machine worked, the machines that we made, the difference in how many little detail moving parts and the and the way that, that everything works with all of the vibration and shunt, it's just such a different world. Just as something as simple as the life of a grade eight fastener over time on one of our old bikes versus our new one, where you have no vibration at all.
0: <laughs> That's wild.
1: Yeah,
0: That's it's it's, it's quite quite yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's very well. Uh, where do you stand, uh, like on my opinion on self driving cars? I, I I wasn't interested in it before. I was like, no, people can drive better than self driving cars. But I, I ride so much through traffic in California and Los Angeles that. You know, I, I'm, I'm looking inside windows and people are, are texting and people are eating food and people are fighting and arguing and they're they're just not paying attention to cars, you know, or anybody around them. I'm at the point where I can't wait for self-driving cars. I mean, you got infrared sensors, cameras, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Technology gets is growing. Uh, if a car needs to lane split, it will get to a point where a car can communicate to the other car and say, hey, I'm going to lane split, make room. The car goes in. You know, I'm sure they'll see a motorcycle way better than than a person on his phone texting. Even my Tesla now that, you know, realizes people crossing the street sees motorcycles. Uh, What's your opinion? Uh, Would you agree with that statement or what? Are you excited about self-driving cars or you don't care for it? I'm, I'm right there with you. I think that the,
1: one of the, I, I, I believe that the future, one of the reasons that I believe that what, what we're doing is so important is because I, I believe that in the future, say, let's, let's flash forward to 2050. My visual of 2050 is that there won't be an ability to use a car, a four-wheel device, uh, for an analog driver. So you won't be able to, you'll live in a world where you will only be able to go out on four wheels in a pod that will, that will drive you because, and I say that to you because I I think it makes legislative sense. So if I go out in my 6,000 pound pickup truck and I'm acting out, I could run over a guy in a pod and kill him. So they can say, you know, we're just going to not even take that chance by just making it where if you want to go out on the grid and that's what it'll be, you've got to, you, you've got to be in the computer controlled device. Right. This opens up a world where the only analog way for me and you to, to, to transport ourselves is on two wheels. Yeah. Cause you cannot have a computer controlled motorcycle. Because of the because of the nature of, of two of, of the nature of balance on two wheels.
0: Actually, they're doing it. Uh, yeah, BMW I, has something.
1: I think they are. I think they're going to try for that, but I don't think it's ever going to be satisfi- satisfactory. But I could be wrong about that.
0: Yeah, I, I I saw I saw some videos. It was it was interesting that um they have BMWs that ride in the track on their own as they stop, kickstand comes down as it moves, kickstand rolls up and uh i don't know i i don't remember exactly what they're going to use it for but you know it, it looks cool <laughs> why yeah, not yeah it's, it's,
1: it to me it sounds like something that
0: uh you know that
1: like a technology that's that's not like like i don't i don't think i don't think that i want to climb on board uh a horse for instance and just be strapped on top of the horse and just let the horse just gallop around wherever he wants to go. He wants to
0: 100%. I was just bringing Um, up the self-driving cars because as a motorcycle rider, I would, I would feel so much better if 99% of the cars were self-driving.
1: Well, that, that was where, that was where I was headed, which is completely uh, in line with, you know, great minds thinking alike. I completely think you're onto something because once you and I can get on our Curtis motorcycle and ride around LA and every car is on a grid, which is where we'll be in 20 years, let's say, then we don't, then, then that removes the chance of, of the, of us getting hurt by a car that yeah. will no- so, so, I mean, just imagine how, how awesome it would be to ride knowing that, that, that couldn't happen.
0: Yeah. Oh, so the
1: only way that you could crash into a car. And I, and I think that the, that the, legislatively, it'll be okay for you and I to have our bike because if we crash into a car, we're not going to kill the guy in the car or the girl in the car. Right. If we, right. If we crash into the car and if if, if you're in a 5,000-pound car and I'm in a 5,000-pound car and I crash into you, I'm going to hurt you. But if I hit you on my 450-pound Curtis, it's not going to do anything. It's going to hurt me maybe. So I could still crash into you, but you can't crash into me. Oh, man. What a, what a wonderful That's set weird. of support. Yeah, I mean, that's that opens up now. Most people's fear is that they're going to get run over on a motorcycle. They're they're afraid to ride because they don't want to get hit. I think we can remove some of that fear now by the accessibility of the quietness of the motorcycle. So even if you live next to an infant, next door neighbor has an infant, you don't have to worry about waking up the baby at five in the morning if you want to go ride when there's no traffic, be the first person at the coffee shop when they open up. No problem. You just roll up your, 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 your garage door and cruise out on your Curtis, It makes no noise whatsoever.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's funny because one of the arguments that I get on the uh, live wire is, oh, it's too quiet. It's too quiet. Nobody can hear it. And it's like, well, again, in my experience, I have a loud bike and I have the live wire. Uh, the only time the, the, the streak light or, or the Harley, the loud pipes helps is when you're in slow traffic and you can be like, boom, boom, move out of the way, move out of the way. But when you're going 60, 70 miles, all that sound is behind you. The cars in front of you don't really even hear that sound. So it doesn't make a difference. What I did notice that I do like and I see people respond more to is bright lights. You know, like uh, like on the BMW, I have these bright lights and, and people see bright lights. That, that's I, I think bright lights is more important than loud pipes. You know, and anyways, like I said, that's just disregarded because you could have a bike that's silent. That doesn't matter. You know, you got to be seen. And you got to make yourself seen. Period.
1: Yeah, look, I'm I, I, I can see that both ways. I'm loving the quietness of riding the Curtis. It just makes me feel more a part of the organic, uh, natural side to being on a motorcycle. I feel more environmentally connected, but but I also it, again, it just—it's just the—the just the real person and the shadow side. The—the the noise of a big V twin is always going to have a certain kind of knockout punch to it for people that grew up with it. So I don't know if I can ever be acclimated out of that. Yeah. So but it's just maybe the answer is to have both i mean i tell me what it's like to have the live wire and the street glide and the road glide and the gs i mean it sounds like you're in a kind of a perfect world you got four i, I don't have the road
0: slide. glide i used to have a road glide got rid of that but i have the street line the gsa and the live wire um that's nice man yeah it, it's 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 the best of each his own class yeah you know, it's currently, and obviously, we're talking about in, in general market. Um. Yeah, it's nice. I, I I don't I don't know what to tell you. When I ride the GS, I I love the GS. This is amazing. When I ride the Harley, and I'm I'm going to the local bar or something, I love the Harley. I love the feel when I'm going down Sunset. When I'm in downtown L.A., hearing the the noise, you know re, you know bounce off the the city, I, I love it. And when I'm on the live wire, say hey, man, you know, and, and I interesting enough, I consider myself a a pretty damn good rider and, and I could split lanes like one or the other doesn't make me split lanes slower. Uh I, I you know, my riding is consistent on all bikes. It's just it's just different, you know, the the live wire that that silence, I don't know, I feel like a ninja, you know, uh on yeah, the yeah. Yeah, on the Harley, I feel like a like a thug, and you know, I could just, you know, everybody's yeah. like, everybody moves out of the way because you're a thug. Yeah. And on the GS, I, I like I I feel like I'm a cop because my bike's painted all white and it's got all these lights on it that people just like, they just it's just authority, you know, an authority is coming through when you're splitting lanes. So it's oh, that's great. I love it. Yeah. So it's just, are, am I a ninja today, or you know, am I a badass? And it's weird because. Even my, my outfits, like when I ride another bike, I got to wear a different outfit. So I got yeah. different outfits for three different bikes, which is even more ridiculous because then you start going into cost of clothing and customizing each bike. It's crazy. Yeah, anyways, it's crazy.
1: Well, I, love, I love what you just said. And I think that's, uh, you know, when I was growing up, we used to say, you know, the motorcycle makes the man. And, uh, and in this case, you get a chance to express yourself three different ways
0: yeah i love
1: i love what you just said so you have authority kind of a thuggish shadow self the more authoritative and and then the ninja yeah that makes perfect sense
0: yeah yeah that that's the way i would describe it and like i said i see curtis and, and i think it's bruce wayne that's the bruce wayne of uh, of motorcycles
1: well we may just follow up on that i think you might have just given us a <laughs> great uh some great feedback
0: Matt, I know you're a busy man. I want to say thank you so much for your time. I really hope to meet you. I know, like, like I, I've been seeing, we have a very small circle, uh, yeah. whether it's Jason and then Hyman. Hyman's a good friend of mine.
1: Yeah, he's a um, great
0: guy. Oh, pff, he's the, the, the best. best. He's the best. The best. The best of the best. Uh, yeah. I've been hanging out with him quite a bit lately, but one of the best moments I had was him just playing with my three-and-a-half-year-old just for like 40 minutes, just, he was just playing with my kid. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, this is outstanding. You know, I have
1: to say that, I mean, knowing Jaime is one of the best things that's ever happened in my life. I mean, he's like, he's like a, if ever there was like a perfect human being, at least around me, yeah. I can't find a flaw in the guy. He's like the coolest guy. He's got everything going for him, but yet he's totally humble and sweet. And, you know, he's just the, just the most decent fellow. And also, the you know he is kind of the Bruce Wayne Batman,
0: yeah, persona
1: guy. You know, I mean he's he's, right. he's super cool, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. I I I I vouch for that one hundred percent, and uh, and so do many. But Matt, yeah. I, I love what you're doing. Thank Very you. Very excited. Uh, this project that you guys are gonna do with uh, with Jason, I think that's gonna give opportunity for other people to also get involved with this. Um, and, and I think, uh, I think your market is going to grow, um, it's going to grow very big, especially with all this cryptocurrency and all this technology coming on, you know, so the opportunities are great, but we'll leave it at that. And then hopefully next time I'll see you in person.
1: I hope so. Thank you so much. i enjoyed it. Thank you. All right.